1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As Rangers look to Europe to make up for domestic disappointment Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is confident they have enough Without the injured Alfredo Morelos The Scottish FA hits back at criticism From Scotland's women's team about ticket sales And Jim Goodwin confirms Andy Considine will leave Aberdeen But he's angry that the story was leaked to the public I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly Simon, it's been... Quite the week We knew it would be Whatever happened yeah. At Ibrox But the fallout Goes on and on Yeah Are we still talking about it Are we I think when, so Wednesday <laughs> Yeah uh, A big weekend Obviously Celtic A large Or a huge step Towards Winning the title back I believe With that result At Ibrox uh, And yeah There's going to be Some more Games coming up Obviously notably The, the semi-final Between the two In a couple of weeks But yeah It's no surprise That we're still Talking about it Wednesday after the after the storm It does develop of course Marvin Because Rangers now go back to Europe Where they've been so good Despite any domestic disappointment You know, Can they pick themselves up Can they go and, and Maybe not make up for it But get everyone feeling good about themselves again If they are to do that It will need to be without Alfredo Morelos So at this time of the season The, the big news just rumbles on and on Most definitely But they've got no choice But to pick themselves back up um, You know and you play for a club of that size And you lose a game of that magnitude You, you have to win the next one It's that simple and it comes around and it's a huge game for them. One the players will be looking forward to, no doubt about it. And this is why we have a squad of players, you know, it's time for someone else to be a hero and, and, and lead the, the forward line for Rangers. And have you calmed down since Saturday? <laughs> Let's not talk about You were Saturday. a very angry man. Wouldn't you be? Probably. You know, it's... I played football for a long, long time, eh? A long, long have time. Have you seen it, Simon? This handball, oh, handball yes. that, that yes. Livingston I've didn't get in their favour. Do you know what? I, I get it. It's a, it's a difficult job at times. But but that one for me, I think, is probably the worst one that I've seen live, being, whether I've been on the pitch or side of the pitch. And, you know, the referee said that he did see it, but he felt the player fell on the ball. And just, you know... Your manager so said actually, even the Seagulls knew that it was... <laughs> he actually seen it then, the referee seen it, because yeah. at one point when you watched the player, I thought I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. But he actually seen it. Yeah, he said he, said he yeah. saw it. He said that, you know, the player's fallen on the ball. And, and if you remember, <clears> Jack Fitzwater gave away a penalty when we played against Celtic, when his hand was planted yeah. on the floor, the ball hit it. This, this one for me I mean it's, it's impossible for not to be a penalty I've seen how angry you get to beat the pundit so I dread to times think that by 100 by the, the way the that you were in <laughs> yeah. on Saturday night I, I was did you a... get yourself in hot water after the game yeah you know this deflection tactic um, you know I've been I've been <laughs> given a red, red card have after <laughs> yeah <laughs> I should so, laugh but I think yeah. that's hilarious I know it's I just like come on come on we've all seen what's happened there's no need for a red card but I've got one and but hopefully that'll be sorted out um, you know in coming weeks <laughs> Look at this guy So angry all the time 01419511025 on the phones Or at Clyde SSB on Twitter You may want to discuss How the assistant manager Can possibly get a red card After the game That may be one of your topics If not Can we look to Portugal Rangers fans Can you pick yourselves up Can you Go into Europe And, and start feeling good About things again After the weekend Has that dented your confidence The game on Sunday Or will it be back to the the sort of normal European performances It will have to be without, without Alfredo Morelos How do you get around that? Do you just go Kamar Roof again? Have you got another master plan up your sleeve? Are you tweaking the formation? What do you make of his absence? How do you get around it? All your thoughts on Braga tomorrow Get them in right now 01419511025 Now, 
You two have been on Wednesdays many times before You'll be familiar with the format Quite often we'll, we'll cross live to whatever country Rangers or Celtic are playing in And uh, we'll we'll speak to our reporter Who's, who's there and, and over working at the game We sent a reporter to Braga I think yesterday morning And he's still, he's still not there <laughs> was, he, was he travelling with those two Rangers fans That went to the, the last race? That's a very good point um, I'm going to try and get him on the phone actually And try and Clear that up Because I don't exactly know where he is I just know he's not made it there yet And it's not that far So I I, I don't know what's happened in between But um, Yeah it's a, Listen that's the beauty of live radio We're going to have to think on our feet We're not going to get the Big update from Braga But we'll try and speak to him uh, In just a second Or like, I don't know where he's gone Well, He's, he's Maybe not ha- Not answering the phone He's too embarrassed I don't he's know if it was panicking. his fault at missing know, the flight That time I was late And I was panicking Going I've got sympathy with him I will try and get him Because I think it's important That we Experienced this journey As far as I can gather uh, He Left Glasgow Oh it's even worse than I thought He left Glasgow Monday Monday <laughs> 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 afternoon I'm just checking this itinerary He left Glasgow Monday afternoon He stayed in Manchester He then flew from Manchester to Mallorca on Tuesday He missed the connection <laughs> to Porto So he stayed in Palma <laughs> Then got a flight to Madrid on Wednesday Missed the connection to Porto again And now he's waiting to get on a flight to Porto And he'll get a train to Braga from there If Clyde saved 10 quid by putting him on this sort of journey Rather than a direct flight What's going on here? He's, I think we've got him now Gabriel, we've just been um, laughing at your misfortune Quite frankly, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright, Gordon. Nice to know the boys in the studio are laughing at me. It's, uh, <laughs> mainly mainly just tired. I feel like I've been away for a week and uh, haven't even got to game day yet. But uh, yeah, hopefully the final leg of the journey just about to get completed. So, someone sent me this itinerary. This cannot be right. It says you left Glasgow on Monday afternoon. Oh yeah, Monday, Monday 4 o'clock, left Glasgow, <laughs> left the office. Drove to Manchester, stayed the night, got a flight first thing in the morning... To Mallorca, that was the best connector to get to Porto. That flight was delayed by an hour and a half. I don't know if you've seen in the news, but Manchester Airport is all over the place right now. So we missed the connection, then had to stay the night because the next flight to Porto was in the morning. Stayed the night in Mallorca. Flight this morning via Madrid. I got onto that one, which was also delayed. I then missed my connection again, and I've been sitting in Madrid Airport all day. It's blazing sunshine out there, and I'm about to board the flight to Porto and a little train up to Braga this evening. Should get in for about 11 o'clock. Wow. And uh, when you get there, eventually, there will be an important football match to look forward to. Yeah, there certainly will. Um, I feel like I haven't even managed to think about it yet, but really looking forward to it, seeing if uh, Rangers can put the weekend behind them, get back on track, and really kind of spark life into the end of their season. I've been speaking to fans today, fans that have been delayed and stuck in airports as well. And a lot of them are a bit pessimistic without Alfredo Morelos, but they just feel if they could perhaps get a big result here next Thursday as well. They've got the Scottish Cup semi-final coming up. Maybe it could still be a special season for them. Well, listen, I, I was going to wish you good luck. I think it's, it's far beyond that. If you ever make it, let yeah. us know, will you? I will do, I will do Hopefully you'll hear me tomorrow morning from Braga Good man, that's Gabriel Somewhere between Mallorca, Madrid I don't exactly I, I lost track of all that But that's outstanding, isn't it? <laughs> that's some sort of dedication okay. I'll go for him Yeah uh, I don't Anyway 01419511025 Rangers fans What are you expecting tomorrow? It's been all just doom and gloom Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday Are you managing to, to feel a bit better about things? Are you managing to take the positives Of being in the later stages Of the Europa League? 
That doesn't have to be a yes If not tell us why not And what about the absence of Morelos going forward in Europe He's so often the main man How do you plug that gap Let us know Well here's what the manager uh, has to say on that topic He thinks that they can cope without the Colombian He says the injury is disappointing But insists they need to move on quickly Of course it's a, it's a big blow Because he's uh, you know he's our striker We cannot, uh, we don't have him anymore for this season So um, yeah you know, it's um, disappointed uh, we we are, but uh, you know we know what's the what the problem is. How long he's out, and uh, we have to move on, and that's the only thing we uh, we have to do now. Morelos has obviously been very influential for the last few years for Rangers, especially in, in big games with so many big games coming up. Do you feel you've got the personnel available to you to to cope without him? Well, I believe so. I, th- I think we we have, you know, it's uh, of course, as I said before, we're disappointed about the loss of Morelos, but the reality is he's not there, and we have to prepare this game without him, and uh, that's what we've done uh, uh, the last days, and that's uh, what we are focusing on for tomorrow as well. Rangers fans, what do you think? Do you have enough to cope without him? That's a simple question. Let's hear your answer. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Do they, Marvin? I think so. I think they. As I said, they have to find a way. Um, you know, don't, there's no doubt about it. He's their talisman. Um, you know, him coming out of any team it would be a massive, massive blow. But the same way kind of Celtic have found a way about Kyogo, Rangers now have to do the same. Um, it's time for another player to step up. It's time for the other players to maybe chip in with more goals, the wide players. But whoever's given that jersey, and as I said, you know, given the honour to lead that line, they have to take it with both hands. I feel sorry for Roof in, in a way. I think he was you know, put into, no doubt, a very, very difficult game. Prior to that, I can't remember the last time, you know, he started as a number nine for Rangers. I, I was trying to look back and think when was the last time he played a game. It's very difficult as a footballer. I know fans expect players to go out there and be at the peak of their performances whenever they're given an opportunity. You know, you can train as hard as you want, but when you're not playing in matches, it's, it's tough. Um, so he wants to run in the team now, there's no doubt about it. And I think he'll get better with the run. He, he's a good player, paid four million pounds for him. And, you know, as I said, it's time for him to step in. I think he will. Just especially Europe. Simon Morelos is one of the the all time leading scorers in the Europa League. Yeah. There's just you're going to miss him any competition, but particularly Europe. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. And uh, as Marv says, there he, he is a talisman for for Rangers. He'd hit a good bit of form before the injury as well. Started scoring regular again, and I think he was a miss at the weekend. Uh, I know Roof comes in. I thought the the centre back pairing at Celtic managed them quite well at the weekend, but again. You're at a club like Rangers There's a quarter final of the Europa League Around the corner You have to find a way And for me it's a good distraction You know the disappointment of the weekend You can put it firmly behind you Their form's been great in Europe And as I say as a stress It's a quarter final you know, And a winnable one You know you look at the teams that they've beat In recent times I think they have a really good chance Of getting to the semi-final um, We'll get the thoughts of the Rangers fans I'm sure Marvin is there a temptation, would you imagine, for Rangers to do something drastically different rather than just take Alfredo Morelos out and put one person in his place and keep everything else the same? I think you do try and you know keep things the same. I don't think you want to make too many changes, but they probably have to play a different way. You know, the the strengths of Roof and Alfredo are very very different, so there's no point playing the same way as you would, you know, for one for the other. I think Roof needs something slightly different. Um, I think he drifts a lot more. I think he probably runs in behind a little bit more as well. So they might have to change the way they approach the game. 
Um, but, you know, that's down to Gio and, and his coaching staff to work out. But as I said, you know, I do believe that if Ruth's given chances, he'll score goals. And his record this season for a man who's not started a lot of games. His record's good. pretty good, yeah. yeah. Goals to minutes is very impressive, isn't it? You yeah. know, even the goals to appearances is pretty good as well. But in particular, if you look at the minutes on the pitch. Um, let's bring in James, who's a Rangers fan. Um, where exactly are you, James? We are stuck in Bilbao or something. I've gone to the game. And what if you did? We've just had Gabriel on a reporter. Have you had delays? And what, what's what's the plan? Were you supposed to be there by then? Delays, but absolutely mother. <laughs> Honestly, God. <laughs> I liked when he said we're in Bilbao or something As if like <laughs> We don't really know anymore when, when are you expecting to get to Braga James? About the time we'll get in there 10 10 or 11 Oh that's fine I feel you'll get a good night's sleep I'm sure you won't go out and enjoy the local hospitality What are you expecting when you get there James? A lot of disappointment after the weekend How do you now feel about this game? Uh, it was a disappointment But I think we really did we do uh, play well in Europe. No, I mean so we do. Yeah, Marvin, that would be the the hope, I guess, that <clears throat> any time Rangers have gone into Europe, you, you can count on one hand the number of disappointing performances. Not even this season, but over the last sort of three campaigns, um, that's the hope that that, that exists. Um, the obviously the, the difference this time is that there's no Alfredo Morelos who's been key to so many of them. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and those players will be hurting, Gordon. They 100% they'll be you know, looking forward to this game. They'll be hurting from the, the game on Sunday. And they want to go out there and prove a point. As you said, in Europe, they've been absolutely fantastic this season. And what they can't afford to happen is, is for them to not perform again. You know, if you don't perform on Sunday against Celtic and do the same thing on Thursday, all of a sudden alarm bells start ringing. So it's vitally important that they do continue that, that good run they've had in Europe. Um, they put in a good performance. As I said, you know, they, they bring the tie back to, to Ibrox and, and they're still within the game or they're ahead in the game. So you're on a bus at the moment, James? No, a travelling day. What do you call this? A touring or something? What is that? <laughs> a Ford touring. <laughs> this, this journey. <laughs> I, I want the webcam on that journey. I think we need to live stream this. Don't know where don't know where James is. Don't know what, <laughs> what he's on. Transport. I'm going to leave James to it, right, yeah. to try and figure this out. I think it's for the best. Yeah. Um, it was nice to speak to James and Whoever his co-pilot was That he was asking all the questions to um, what, what is the issues with travelling I have I've no idea I mean as usual Marvin turned up at one minute Before the show started <laughs> But I think that's unrelated um, I was in delays as well I don't know It's I, I, I've yet to hear anyone beat Gabriel I didn't realise he left on Monday That's just scandalous I yeah. thought maybe kind of, Tuesday, Wednesday morning How you leave on Monday And you're not there by Wednesday night I don't know But anyway thanks to James uh, Let's bring in George Who's a Rangers fan in Knightswood George the manager says You've got enough to cope without Alfredo Morelos in Europe Do you agree? Yes I stand by I stand by We've been taking about a pound in the last few days But I stand by it I think he'll turn it around And I, I, I believe he's got the players to do it I think the French players don't need to stand up and be counted Sakala yeah. yeah I mean generally speaking that's the way football works If someone... Drops out It's up to someone else To really seize the opportunity You mentioned You know Jackie Mack is doing it In the absence of Kyogo But but, but that has to happen And we are We are quite unforgiving And we are at the business End of the season So there's not There's not time really To sort of give yourself Four and five games To, to get into that role Yeah No I, t- I totally agree with that um, There isn't time You know as I said You know Ruth Was expected to go and perform You know out of his skin The other day And I think it was a very Very difficult task As strange as it might sound I think him now knowing That that 
shirt is up for grabs for the rest of the season might help him. Um, he might not think, you know, I'm going in for one game and I'll be coming back out and then use from substitutes bench again. Um, I think that sort of confidence for an attacking player is absolutely massive. And, you know, if he is to start on Thursday, I think you'll see an improved performance. And I think his performances will continue to improve the more minutes he plays. And obviously you've got Sakala as well who can play through the middle. Um, he scored a hat-trick against Motherwell early on in the season. Um, so you've got options up there, most definitely. And as I said, I think both of those will, will grab them with both hands if they get the opportunity. George, what makes you say you're backing the manager? There has been a lot of criticism um, f- against him on this show and others since Sunday. What is it you like about him? The play's been dented the last few days. Hold my hands up, I'm one of them. But I believe he's, he's done it before, Not maybe not with Rangers, but he's done it before in the past with other teams. I think he'll turn that around. It's an unforgiving city, Simon, as you well know. Mm. Um, and once Giovanni Van Bronckhorst comes <clears> into a team that's top of the league, and then a couple of months later they're no longer top of the league, it's, it's going to be impossible to escape criticism, isn't it? Yeah, of course, because I think the phrase is second is nowhere in this city, really. And, and Celtic have obviously turned that points deficit around uh, completely since Gio walked in the door. But again, he's had one transfer window. I think it'll be a big summer for him. Uh, I think now he's a few months into the, the job at Rangers. He knows what he wants uh, in terms of recruitment. He knows what he's got there. I need to start, he's at the quarter final of the Europa League. It's not, it's not a small game, this. And I, I think it's a perfect distraction, you know, and a perfect one to bounce back after the disappointment of the weekend. If they can go there and get a positive result, which results in Europe have suggested they're more than capable of doing. Uh, and it's a good point that Marv makes, actually, the fact that Roof might have, not to rest on his laurels, but he might have that wee bit extra confidence knowing that he's not going to get dipped in for one game. It might be he might be the man, and he, he might take that responsibility on board, and his performances, you know, might uh, reflect that. Again, Sakala, probably a different player to Roof. He's got a wee bit more pace, but I would expect Roof to to lead the line uh, tomorrow night for Rangers. Does try and pick the words carefully? I was going to say, does Giovanni Van Bronckhorst need this to go right against Braga? But by using the word need, I don't mean that if it doesn't, then he'll be sacked, but just. To, to try and turn things back in, in his tide Because like we said the, the the reaction clearly has been very negative following Sunday Yeah, not only does he need it The, the players do as well You know, it's not just about the manager Once they cross the white line It's down to the players um, You know, I've been kind of both sides of the defence now And I understand the players have to take just as much responsibility as the manager does Yes, he picks a team Yes, he does the tactics But when you're out there It's upon you um, and, and they'll want to Yes, there is a need You know, when you're at Rangers or Celtic To win every single game No matter who you're playing There's an expectance there um, and that's the pressure these players now need to thrive under. And as I said, Thursday is a massive, massive game for them. And one that they need to be winning, um, winning in good fashion, and then take that confidence into Sunday. Uh, thank you, George. 0141951-1025. Do you agree, disagree with what you're hearing so far? Are you also stuck somewhere in Central Europe and want to share your journey with us? Please do. 0141951-1025. And we'll speak to you next. We'll also get you the inside track on what to expect from Braga on the pitch as well. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here. It's 0141-951-1025 or Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Uh, let's bring in Scott, who's a Rangers fan from Cumbernauld. Scott, it'll have been quite the week, I'm sure, with the disappointment of 
Sunday and then having to kind of you know pick yourself up and, and try and get excited about the Europa League again. How how do you feel about this game in the context of the week? It's difficult. Um, it's really difficult because obviously you know we're looking forward to quarters, hopefully semis, and then maybe Seville. But I was a bit of kicking the teeth on Sunday. I think even a draw then still obviously you know your head's maybe still up a wee bit, but um, it's certainly been a difficult week. Um, the point I wanted to make to the panel was. I don't think it's necessarily about ability with the, the Rangers players that we have. These are the Rangers players that won by 20-odd points last season. I think it's to do with mentality, and you could see that in them. After the second minute of Sunday, you could see the minute Celtic got on top, that that was it. Ken, every day on that, on that part, you could just see that their heads went down, and that mentality's changed since Gerard left. I don't know how you feel about that. Marvin, this came up in the, in the last couple of nights as well. People who were at the game keep saying... That Celtic's equaliser was all it took to sort of knock the stuffing out of Rangers as a whole. Maybe even the, you know the atmosphere, the, the players. Is that is that something you recognise? It, it happens, you know. Um, it, it definitely happens. You can be out there and you can be ahead in the game, and then you know the next minute you can see the goal, and you know confidence goes. You know from from one or two, it could be could be nine or ten. Um, which you've obviously got a massive massive problem. I wouldn't say you know it, it's anything to do with ability, but you know when you win the league like Rangers did. Now everyone looks at them the following season. How do we stop this football team? You know, and Celtic, the biggest thing for them and Ange coming this season was to, you know, wrestle that title back. Um, so it's very difficult when you're at the top and, and people are shooting at you. But there's no doubt about it, you know, the, the confidence did seem to go a little bit. Um, but it happens in big games. You know, there's a massive pressure on them. It was a must-win game. You go ahead. Everything's brilliant. You can see the goal and you think, oh, no, here we go again. And, you know, as I said, it happens in football. What did you make of that that, that Scott observes from... The weekend, Simon, you'll obviously come at that you know, from a, a Celtic perspective. Did you expect Rangers <laughs> to, to give it more of a go once once the game went level or, or even once they fell behind? Uh, well, I certainly thought Rangers were going to They had give, a lot of the ball, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I thought Rangers had to win the game. I, I went on record saying that I think a draw wasn't good enough you know, with the, the goal difference. I thought that they had to win the game. They get a hell of a start, a great start, and... Celtic visibly were rocking the first few minutes. You know, Juranovic starts the game very unlike him. Uh, and I said at the time, I don't think Rangers could have started any game against Celtic any more passive than the last one when Celtic won 3-0. So they had to come out and they, and they went for it. They scored a good goal. And I think Celtic just, great bit of play with McGregor, kind of takes it by the scruff of the neck and they get the goal at the right time just to steady the, the ship because... I felt at that time if Rangers went and got another one, you know, it, it could have been disaster for Celtic. But they, they showed, they showed that they had that mentality that they've maybe developed over the time that Ange has been at the club or the short period of time. They dug in. They were away from home at Ibrox. Difficult start to the game. They get back on level terms, and then I felt Celtic just get stronger as the the first half went on, and they get the second goal at the right time as well. However, the, the second half, I know Celtic have a couple of chances, but they had to they had to dig in. I was really impressed with the way Celtic went about the game because they've been credited for their attacking play, their flair, their energy, their creativity. But I, I thought Celtic really dug in, and I know that the Rangers fans. I've spoke to Rangers fans since, and they and they feel that Celtic just kept them at arm's length in the second half. I don't know if it was as so much as easy as that. I think they had to defend and defend well because at 2-1, you know, it's one, there's one goal in it. But I know people that I've spoke to seem to think that 
Celtic managed the game They probably did They managed it mm. better than Rangers Scott who's taking the blame for this then If you are right Is it the players that need to have a look at themselves more For, for that Or are you blaming the change in manager I'm not sure It's, it's when you look at players like Aribo uh, Kamara Barris is just sitting on the bench with one of the best players last season so, so what is the difference? Do you know what I mean? Is it the mentality of these players? Is it the the kind of Dutch wave and obviously when an advocate comes in when everything's good it's great but then when there's a wee kind of stride turn they just don't know how to pick themselves up I don't know if it's the manager or the players but something's clearly not right Yeah I think I think it would be a bit of both Scott I, I genuinely do um, you know there's, the manager always wants to have his own style Yes, you know, Gerard won the league, but Gio has his kind of his own vision and his own philosophy of how he wants Rangers to play. Um, and these things don't happen overnight, you know, and, and unfortunately along the way you do lose games and you lose big games. And, you know, I know it's not what Rangers fans want to hear, but, you know, in the, in the long run, I'm, I'm sure Gio will get it right. And when it comes to these big games, they'll be winning them. I think, you know, just going back to the game on Sunday, I think, you know, when Rangers did go ahead, I just felt a little bit that they thought, you know, maybe we can just go and get another goal. Well, maybe their game plan before that was, you know, to be in there for the, you know, the first half and then kick on in the second half. I think when they scored that early, they maybe thought we can get a bit ahead of ourselves here. And then all of a sudden you got that sucker punch. And then all of after that, they're kind of on the ropes for the rest of that half. And as Simon said, you know, Rangers came back into its second half, but they just couldn't get the goal to equalise. Scott, so often though, even when things haven't been rosy domestically, it seemed like a different team in Europe. Can that still be the case tomorrow? I think so. I think we do, we do well in Europe, but obviously we're going to be missing Morelos, which is going to be really difficult. Um, I don't think Roof is the answer. I don't think Sakala is the answer either. So we really need somebody to kind of step up to it. Hopefully Kent's on form, but it's, it's just obviously the, the, the season domestically relies on the Scottish Cup now. So we've really got to go out, do something in Europe and hopefully maybe get to the semis at least. Thank you very much That was Scott in Cumbernauld 01419511025 Now if you're a regular listener You will know we always give you the Inside track on European opposition Where we can So we'll do that for Braga But we know a bit about them don't we Because Rangers played not so long ago But I've been catching up with Jamie Farr Who's a Portuguese football expert uh, Talking all things Braga How they'll set up Who their danger men are What they make of Rangers And ultimately what type of challenge They will pose Giovanni van Bronckhorst's side tomorrow well, I think it's an interesting one. You know, I think that it was a couple of years ago that they played each other in this competition, and I think both teams have kind of moved on in in their own ways since then. So, um, you know, I think Braga have been quite inconsistent domestically, but they've been showing themselves to be pretty strong in Europe this season. So, um, I think they'll have an extra level of confidence than maybe the sort of more inconsistent form in Portugal. It's largely the same Rangers team from the one that, that faced Braga previously. Have Braga changed much? Are they better than they were then? Weaker? Much the same? How would you sum that up? Yeah, I would say they're probably relatively similar in terms of um, personnel. I think the squad is probably a bit more rounded and perhaps deep, even if results domestically haven't necessarily reflected that. But I think they've moved on in particular in terms of their youth talent. I think that's had time to develop and mature. And some players from their academy are getting quite regular first-team football now and starting to impress. So I think they look much more positive on that front. Who's been the main man or, or main men to really make them tick in Europe this season? As a whole, uh, Ricardo Horta, the sort of left winger or attacking midfielder, has been by far and away their best player throughout the season. Uh, he's their captain and you know he really is their talisman and provided so many goals and, and scored so many to the point where uh, Braga's fans and indeed just general observers in Portugal were thinking he, he could have made the Portuguese national team. That's how good he's been. 
And in midfield, I would I would highlight Ali Al Mazrati, a midfielder they bought from Rio Ave in, in Portugal, and has just seems to improve every single week and seems to have everything in his game in the middle. So I, I'd say those two will be quite central to to Braga's fortunes. It feels like the consensus in Glasgow in Scotland when the draw was made was as much as Braga are obviously a good team because they're at this stage of the competition. It was maybe the so-called best draw Rangers could have hoped for. I also wonder if that was a view shared by Braga fans about Rangers. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I think um, certainly based on their encounter a couple of years back, I, I feel like in Portugal and amongst Braga was that although they, you know, they kind of lost both legs in the game, said so that 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 was a winnable tie and that that you know that that it could have gone another way on the night. So I think in that sense, there's perhaps an element of unfinished business. But yeah, there's a couple of dangerous looking teams left in the draw, and um, given some of the teams and some of the calibre of teams that Braga have got past already, I, I think they'll have the self-belief to believe that they can overcome Rangers, you know, as opposed to perhaps the real danger team left is Barcelona. So, you know, avoiding them, I, I guess, was probably priority one. Has Rangers' success against Borussia Dortmund caused people to perhaps sit up and, and take notice a little bit more than they otherwise would have? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was obviously a, a huge result and a hugely impressive scalp for Rangers. And yeah, I definitely think that would have propelled them up at the sort of scale of teams to be avoided. So, you know, Braga will be under no illusions, I'm sure. And um, to a degree, I don't think necessarily for them, the Dortmund result would have changed that based on their recent experience with them. But yeah, it certainly sends a message to the rest of the teams in the competition that the Rangers are more than capable of beating you know, the best teams that are left in it. Yeah, but big team news for Rangers. They'll be without Alfredo Morelos. He's one of the top scorers of all time in the Europa League. Clearly a massive blow And a lot of speculation amongst Rangers fans As to whether that should mean that they change the way they play Tweak the formation or do something different What type of formation and style will they run into in Braga? Well, the manager, Carlos Carvajal Has tended to sort of He tends to um, switch it up a little bit He sometimes plays three at the back But you know sometimes a more traditional 4-3-3 So It'll be interesting to see, uh, as you say, if the absence of Morelos will play a part because, you know, it might, uh, in one sense, uh, encourage them to be a bit more attacking and use uh, Ricardo Horta, as I mentioned. You know, sometimes he can be have a bit more of a free role if they do a, a 4-3-3. So it'll be one of those two setups. But even if it is the sort of 3-3 three, three at the back, they're not necessarily, they're not particularly a, a, a cagey or defensive-minded team. And, and Carvajal isn't a, really a defensive-minded coach, so... I think they'll look to play their their normal game, which is to be quite and you know play attractive stuff and and attacking stuff. And yeah, I don't see them retreating in, in that sense uh, at this stage of the tie. So uh, I think first leg onwards, I think I think they'll go for it. Is that perhaps what Rangers want to hear, Marvin? Because I remember those games previously, and particularly the game over there. If you think of Ryan Kent's goal that wins at Braga, as high a line as you will ever see. And then maybe you know, Ryan Kent will still be there And Omarelos isn't And maybe it is a night then for Sakala Or whoever else Maybe maybe this is the, the bit about European football That suits Rangers Yeah most definitely You know I think domestically They're used to teams Rangers just sitting behind the ball And, and attempting to break them down Where tomorrow as you, you, know, you touched on there It's very much a 50-50 game um, Both teams would probably want to have drawn each other um, When the draw was being made So you know it will make for a, a spectacular encounter And like you said That high line is something that Rangers can definitely expose And 
I just mentioned that maybe Sakala might be the man that's, that's given the nod because of the pace that he has. Yeah, good time to get your call in. We're going to get some travel news, which means you could be up next. So give us a shout 01419511025. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here. It's 01419511025. And we are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Let's bring in Craig, who's a Rangers fan from Paisley. What have you made of everything that's gone on in the last few days, Craig, and, and how it sets you up for tomorrow night? Well, it's not so much tomorrow night I, I, I want to talk about. It's more about the. There's been an awful lot said about Rangers. Well, six points in front when Gio Lani took over. Um, now we're six points behind. And I think a lot of a lot of problems may well have been masked. I kind of think that the only reason Rangers were in front was because Celtic had such a poor start to the season. Now, there's a lot of talk about how wonderful Celtic are pulling it around. I think they just had such a bad start to the season. Had they had had they gelled straight from the off, I think they would be further ahead. Right, OK, I, I get where you're coming from, because... I guess I don't know What's the actual figure again I had it in my head earlier on I don't think the, the points per game is, is that what you're getting at Craig That you don't think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's record Is that different to Stephen Gerrard's Absolutely not I think I think Stephen Gerrard Had something like 65% win ratio um, And I think Giovanni's Been sitting about 67 or 68 You know So there's not A great deal in it Alright It hasn't beaten Celtic That, that, that is, a, that is a, you know, that's a key point yeah, well, that that would be the other thing because then the head to heads obviously swing at Marvin and like maybe we've just got a lesson in Glasgow because Giovanni van Bronckhurst will not be judged on his points per game; he'll be judged on where he is compared to Celtic. No, End of story, and that that's just the way it's always been. Exactly, and you have to remember that you know Gio's inherited a team that won the league last season. You know, so you can compare him to Gerrard's you know uh, win percentages or whatever else, but they're very much different teams that they inherited. I'm not saying that Gio's done a better or worse job. I'm just saying when Gerrard came in. He wasn't inheriting the champions. He was inheriting the team that were, were, were far behind uh, mm. behind Celtic and he managed to turn that around. And remember when Gerard Goen, there were six points ahead and people saying they needed the change, they needed the change. And now all of a sudden they're mm. behind. Um, so sometimes you, know, you have to be careful what you wish for. As I said, I'm sure Gio will get it right. He's, he's a manager who's been successful elsewhere, no doubt about it. But I think when you go into win percentages, it, it gets a little bit dangerous because you, you have to look at the teams that they've inherited. Yeah, well, also the opposition. That <laughs> is important everywhere, but particularly here. Simon, yeah. as Craig says, the Celtic that largely Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has come up against has been a very good Celtic, a Celtic that's yeah. been almost flawless domestically now at the start of the season. They weren't like that. So does that does that take any of the heat off Giovanni Van Bronckhurst for you? Or is it just ultimately where you end up compared to your rivals in this city? Yeah, you've you've called it where you end up compared to your rivals, but I think there has to be a bit of a reality check in terms of calling for the guy's head. I think he's only he's only there a few months. I think I said earlier on, you've got to give him to the summer. He's worked with his players. He'll be identifying what he needs to, to bring into this Rangers team moving forward. Yes, he'd be hoping he'd be doing that on the back of winning the title again, but it's, it's not looking that way. Uh, the European results have maybe kept the Rangers fans... Happy to an extent But I think I was on the show with, with Hugh a few weeks ago You have to finish above your rivals In this this city That's just the way of it 
I know what uh, Craig's saying about Celtic at the start of the, but Ange is a Ange is a transfer window ahead of Gio so he brought in some guys at the start who hit the ground running uh, and then he, he knew what he was obviously Kyogo had a fantastic start to the season so he went back into that market a market that he knew really well and got some really good players into strengthen what he'd already got in, in, uh, initially Gio was what a month in the month in the in the job before the transfer window, so it's not a lot of time to work with a team, identify what you need, and I think I said that way back then at the turn of the year he'll need the time and he'll need another transfer mm. window. But again, the madness of this country, you don't get yeah. you maybe sometimes don't get that time. You know the pressure mounts, especially when Celtic have turned. It completely around And there are now Six points ahead of them yeah. So you feel like Some of the criticism Even from your fellow Rangers fans Craig Has been Overboard With regards to the manager In recent days Yeah absolutely I was there on Sunday And, and some of the abuse they took From some parts Of the Rangers fans I thought was It was quite deplorable You know And, and it's an in- interesting point That you made there Was um, You know Celtic were so bad Last season Rangers couldn't fail To win the league You know I know we had such a good Defensive record And what have you Celtic were so poor It would have been An absolute travesty Had they not won the league But then to be fair Craig If I last year had said Rangers have only won the league Because Celtic have been terrible I'm sure you and your Fellow Rangers fans Would have been outraged And said come on you know, Give us a bit of credit You're probably right Yeah See these things Swings and roundabouts <laughs> um, Marvin th- th- This is I'm not sure we're completely unique in this But when you've got these two rivals Where you're always just judged against the other, This is what's going to happen I always think of um, For instance when Mark Warburton always talks about you know His Rangers team And how he felt they were In a pretty good place And whatever But at the same time Brendan Rodgers took over Celtic And signed Moussa Dembele And Scott Sinclair And then they were so good yeah. That If you're not as good as them Everyone assumes you're rubbish And then you need to be sacked And that's just Kind of the way Glasgow works. Yeah, but it's a very dangerous way of working, isn't it? Um, you know, and you know, with Rangers being six points behind now, we're suddenly forgetting about Europe and what Joe's achieved there. And you know, as Simon said, he, he needs transfer windows. There's no doubt about it. I'm not going to say that he's going to turn it around as quick as Ange did with Celtics. I think he's done a marvelous job in the, in the couple of windows that he has had um, to do that. But Gio will get it right. As I said, he's had to change the style of play. What, make, what play makes you way. so confident? Because he's a good manager. There's no doubt about it. We played against Joe in one of the early games um, when he came into Rangers. it was his first league game. It was the first league game. So. And, and you can see what he was trying to do. And on, on, on that day, it worked. Um, you know, He's going to bring players in that are going to enhance that way of playing. And when he gets it right, as he's shown at other clubs, you know, it's successful. Um, so there's no doubt about it. Rangers can't be panicking. I know it's very difficult coming off the back of losing that game on Sunday. Massive game on Thursday. They've got a manager there, a good manager. They need to back him. You know, and, and let him do what he needs to do because, as I said, you know, it's going to be it's going to be nip and tuck. If Rangers win every league game between the end of the season, they're only three points behind Celtic. Anything can happen in this league campaign, and most definitely the manager and definitely the players won't have given up on this league title. So, so what is going wrong, Craig, or, or or what what is fair game for criticism? Then it can't just be a shrug of the shoulders and say, "Listen, Celtic are really good, and there's, there's not much we can do about it." What what has gone wrong? Absolutely, I think um, the sort of the cutting edge. We lacked real cutting edge on uh, on Sunday. You know, the, the the imagination. You know, we were just we, we we resorted to throwing things into the box, trying to play around it, and you know, 
Celtic just mopped everything up as it was thrown into the box. I feel um, one of your callers earlier was talking about the mental attitude to some of the players. I think perhaps people talk about pressure on winning a league. The pressure of retaining the league is clearly perhaps a factor there as well. They're not handling that. It's a different type of pressure. What do you make of that, Simon? The psychology? Well, I'm just thinking you about Craig saying it's a different pressure when teams are closer to each other. So... A couple of years ago, Celtic won it at a stretch. Obviously, we had the lockdown and everything that came with that. Rangers won it at a stretch last year. After the turn of the year, I think, I think Rangers won the, the game at New Year and coasted the rest of the season. I said a few weeks ago, it's a different pressure when people, teams, your rivals in particular, are breathing down your neck week in, week out. So maybe that has played a part. Maybe that's been a different experience for the players. I'm just looking at the Rangers team likes of a Rebo we were talking about in the first part of the season has been Rangers' best player. I don't think he's been quite at the heights since he came back from the African nations. And m- maybe the pressure has t- taken its toll on them. Uh, I-, I-, I do keep going back to this game tomorrow night. You talk about momentum, you talk about the, se- the semi-final coming up against Celtic in a couple of weeks. They still have a lot to play for and, you know... Th- they have to respond They have to respond to The disappointment of Sunday Craig you're one of the most Optimistic Glass half full Rangers fans We've had on since Sunday So how are you feeling About tomorrow? Um, I think we'll be okay um, I, I, I really do I think I can see I think we'll score um, And I think we'll finish The job at Ibrooks So com- comfortable enough Without Morelos then Because that's you know What the manager's been Speaking about today Believes they can cope How, how do you think They go about that? I do think I think I think Roof um, becomes a different player in Europe. I think European game suits him slightly better. I think you know he's got he's got a, a lot of experience of playing you know playing abroad, and I, th- I think you know he could probably coach that a little bit better in Europe. Well, it's certainly a huge game. Relishing the chance to reach the last four, says Giovanni van Bronckhorst. He believes they're coming up against a really strong side in Braga. It's a big opportunity. I mean, it's not uh, often you um, you know you play a quarterfinal in Europe and uh, you have the chance to reach the semifinals. It's not uh, for many players, so it's um, you know we we have to um, work hard and and. And get the performances in uh, tomorrow, but also next week to uh, to overcome Braga because uh, you know I think uh, people uh, were saying it's the the best draw we could have uh, a couple of weeks ago. But uh, you know I think it's it's a very good team, very strong. They won against Benfica in the last weekend, so uh, it's a team is who's uh, difficult to overcome. So we have a, we have a big challenge uh, ahead of us, but. Uh, you know, we relish the the chance to go into the semi-finals. So we, uh, you know, have to go out and uh, and perform well to uh, to get into the semi-finals after uh, next week. Thank you very much, Craig in Paisley, uh, a fairly optimistic Rangers fan, given everything that's gone on in the last few days. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five to make a point to the panel of Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly, and it's Marvin's favourite time of the week already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. High drama on last week's Beat the Pundit with you. You started filming he's, me. He's, you having were, a, he's having a good look at you. You were the putting coin. it on Instagram. You, you made yeah. me lose my composure. We, had, we, we did a best of three on the coin. <laughs> and then you won anyway. Yeah, but you're just making up as you went along. I didn't Honestly, want to play. Last night, Gordon DL. I heard. A zero. A zero. You got a zero. <laughs> 
<laughs> now I've been saying the listeners have been taking ages to get another victory. The pundits have been winning time and time again, and trust DL to step up to the plate and produce a zero. A zero. Anyway, I don't know what will lie in store tonight, but if you fancy taking part, it's 0141 951 1025. And the lines do close at seven, so be quick if you want to beat the pundit. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Lots of the first hour dedicated uh, to the fallout still, really, from Ibrooks. But looking ahead to Rangers' trip to Braga. We've had some very interesting calls from fans Who haven't made it there due to travel disruption How will Rangers cope without Alfredo Morelos? How are they set up to go back and try and make things better in the Europa League? So if you have any thoughts on them Keep them coming in 01419511025 Celtic fans, let's hear from you as well And some other interesting stuff Jim Goodwin's come out swinging today A leak, he says, uh, from a private conversation with Andy Considine So we'll maybe look at that And some of the other talking points As soon as we do this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Oh I love this guy's style Jerry and Bishop Briggs Is on the line And you know, the producers Will ask them Where they're from What team they support Maybe find a bit about Who would they rather play My screen says he would rather play Marvin because his bottle might go. I love, this. Wow. I love that, Jerry. Wonderful. You feeling confident? No, I think my bottle's got ready to go. <laughs> do you hear that? Do you hear how quickly he's backtracking? Yeah, he's beeping. <laughs> and do you know the worst of it is, Jerry. He's very unforgiving as Marvin Bartley. You know, he's, yeah, he know comes that. in here yeah, with that big. Know, yeah. You know, he's, he's always ha- <laughs> pretends he's all happy and smiley, and uh, then um, yeah, when he wins, he, he certainly rubs it into the. Two's are caught up in the same clock. <laughs> so heads it will be Simon oh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Who is? I'm recording again because of last week. Look at this guy, honestly. Wait, tell me so I can do my hair next time, right? Heads it's Simon Donnelly, right? For the avoidance for of sure. Doubt. Yes, All tails right. it's Marvin Bartley. <laughs> yes. Oh man, <laughs> stick that phone. You know where ah. it's Marvin Bartley against. And I want that one to go on Instagram this time as well. Nah, I didn't record it. I forgot. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give Marvin some Clyde two to listen to Jerry, so that he can't steal your answers. We'll put thirty seconds on the clock, and if you don't know, just pass and move on to the next one. Okay. Okay. Right, top man, thirty seconds, and it starts now. Name any Celtic player to start both games against Rangers at Ibrox this season. Joe Hart Who's the only English team Derek McInnes has managed? Lewis Rom Name any Rangers player With less than five appearances this season uh, John McLaughlin In what year did Scotland win the Kirin Cup? 2001 Who scored more league goals this season? Rogic or Maeda? Rogic Who was the last team Tam Courts managed Before Dundee United? Hearts. Oh, good shout. Right, let's bring back Marvin. Marvin, can you hear us? Yeah, unfortunately. Good. Same set of questions. Are you ready? No, I'm so hot. 30 seconds starts now. <sighs> Name any Celtic player to start both games against Rangers at Ibrooks. Joe Hart. Who's the only English team Derek McInnes has managed? Bristol City. Name any Rangers player with fewer than five appearances this season. Uh, Larry. In what year did Scotland win the Kirin Cup? Who? <laughs> uh, no, nah, pass. <laughs> Who scored more league goals this season, Rogic or Maeda? Rogic. Who was the last team that Tam Courts managed before Dundee United? Kelsey Hearts. 
Okay, okay. Jerry, what's the verdict? I mean, I got moving on one of them. I'm not Jerry. <laughs> Come on. Well done, Mark. You well done a minute. I've not even read out the list. answers yet. Let's not dish out the well dones just yet. <laughs> Name any Celtic player to start both games against Rangers at Ibrox. You had the choice of McGregor, Starfelt, Juranovic, or Hart. Mm-hmm. You both got. Oh, Jerry got that as well. Just Drew Hart, too. Yep. Who is the only English team Derek McInnes has managed? It's Bristol City. What did you say, Jerry? Uh, West Brom. Ah, yeah. Well, oh. He played for West Brom. Mm. I must admit, I couldn't hear what Jerry said. I just knew that it wasn't <coughs> Bristol City. Do you come up against him down there? Um, yeah, probably beat him. Probably it, it happens. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he had Mark Wilson in the team, and I think he got them relegated. <laughs> so it's entirely possible. Two one to Marvin. Any Rangers player with fewer than five appearances this season? There are loads, so I'm not going to read out them all. All you need to know is Alex Lowry is on the list. Mm-hmm. And Jerry, I'm afraid John McLaughlin is not. Oh, oh Jerry! Oh, he's got six. Jerry. Should have said Lowry. He's got six. Oh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And Sc- I like this though. And what year did Scotland win the Kirin Cup? To which you replied, "Who? What's this? <laughs> this is, this big, tro- is big trophy. Arguably your yeah. finest moment in the yeah. last. You can't just make up competitions, man. Yeah, we went to Japan, won the Kirin Cup. It was it was spectacular, <laughs> and it was 2006. Oh. Jerry didn't get it either He at least said at least, He had at least heard of it And he said 2001 uh, But that's not good enough So Marvin stays in front You both got Tom Rogic Who's got six league goals To Maeda's four mm-hmm. You both knew That Tam Courts Had come from Kelty Hearts as well So I, I think mm-hmm. Jerry was alright He just Unfortunately Yeah the final score One, two, three, four, <laughs> five For Marvin That'd be me and counting Three for Jerry and Bishop Briggs. Well done, Marvin. Unlucky, buddy. Listen, you tried, and that's all that matters in life that you tried, and you came yeah. up against me today, and you know, I'm a yeah. top person to beat the pundit. He's modest yeah. as well. He is modest two, as well, two, Jerry. Two, a two for big You're yeah. fine. Yeah, is it roll. about time that you abandon all the theatrics then around beat the pundit? Stop whinging about it and. I'll be honest, no, because I'm extremely hot. I need to take my jumper off in a minute. Like, I'm actually overheating. <laughs> I really don't enjoy this game. Who made it up? Dude, what gives us some of our finest moments is <laughs> it's, it's here to stay, believe me. Uh, thank you to Jerry. 01419511025 or on Twitter at Clyde SSB if you want to get in touch there. Uh, let's speak to Dylan, who's a Celtic fan on the line. What's your point tonight, Dylan? Um, it was just a caller. Evening guys, first of all um, Simon Legend uh, No, just a, a guy earlier on Who was asking the questions About what's happened I think he was a Rangers fan What's happened to the players Like Barisic and Kamara And Aribo last year They win the league and stuff And is it just that is, is it just that they're bang average players And everybody knows What happened to Celtic last season Celtic mismanaged from top to bottom had a disaster of a season. Players were playing it, didn't want to be there, etc., etc. We know what happened with Celtic last year. Um, is it just that they're kind of mm. bang average at best players? And because they won the league last year, uh, I mean, they done well. They, good running in the league last year. They done well. They did what they had to do. But really, the league was over mm. very early, so the pressure was over very early when it came to the league title. Only two bits of pressure they really faced last year were the cups. Still short Is it they're just Average players And I mean most of these players Namely the big players At Rangers at the minute Were part of Rangers When Celtic were winning You know 12 trophies in the bounce mm. A lot of them seen this The thing that fascinates me About this Dylan Is 
This just reminds me of the exact type of calls We used to get from Rangers fans 12 months ago Rangers fans 12 months ago Not all of them obviously But some would phone up and say We've been a shambles We've been nowhere near it And look As soon as we get our act together Celtic have crumbled That just shows They're average They're not as good as they've been made out to be Scott Brown is this and so on And now it just seems like you're doing The same thing Come on Come on I mean 12 trophies in the bounds If you go back The last couple of decades Celtic have been on top Bar maybe what Five or six titles League titles I mean it's a completely different argument I mean you can't win one trophy And then come back and say we told you now that they've got their act together. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's a, mm. that's a ridiculous point to come back. Maybe be honest. I mean, that's not, not mine. I'm just, I'm just here to put arguments back. You can think they're ridiculous if you want. It's not necessarily my take. Are Rangers players bang average, Marvin? No, <laughs> no. In the short, I don't think either team has any players that are bang average. You know, I think Dylan has to give maybe more credit to Celtic and what they've done and what your manager's done. Um, one thing for me in Scotland, it seems that you know whichever team's got the upper hand, the other team have just got average players, or it's about how bad the other team's done. And very rarely do you hear a, you know someone come up and say, "Listen, credit our team because we've done extremely well, and we put the pressure upon Rangers to cause this now six point gap that they have." Um, I think it's more about that than those players being being bang average because you know you've mentioned some good players there, Dylan. D- Dylan, I suppose by extension, what I'm getting at is if you are to. Acknowledge that Rangers actually have got pretty good players Or have done well and won the league convincingly last season And have done decent in Europe Does it not actually make Celtic's achievement better? So right now, you're a, you're a passionate Celtic fan What you're saying is All Celtic have managed to do this season Is be better than a team of bang average players It's almost like you're taking some credit away from your own team By saying that, surely No, well we're in a We're, we're in what you would probably class as a, a major rebuild To be honest um, And I think Simon hit the nail on the head earlier on as well when he's, you know, we didn't have a great start to, to, the, to, the, to the season this year. So, I mean, no, I, I, all, all I'm saying is if they were better than people making it, I mean, I've heard people talking about Aribo being the best player in the country. I've, I've heard the Kamara's last season, Barisic was worth X amount of millions of pounds. Now he can't even, now, now he's, where is he? I don't even know where he is now, you know. So, Kamara's not getting a game now. He was the best player. You know, I, I just I think if they were as good as as you were saying, or a lot of people were saying. Sorry, I should say there would have been more trophies because uh, that team have been together. Most of those big hitters, Goldsons, McGregor's, Tavernier, Morelos, Kent, they've been together for long enough that they would have had more than one trophy in the bag. And he's hit the nail on the head earlier when he says all that matters is how many trophies are in the bag at the end of the day. So. If they were better than average, they would have had at least one other, at least one other trophy. Would have been. Does the do yeah. some of the European results offset any of that for you? Um, I mean, no. could, like, could 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 average teams get past you know Borussia Dortmund and some of the other European results they've managed? That, again, that's. I think Rangers have done well in 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 Europe. They have that they have done in the last. I think what. The last two seasons, as well, they got to the last sixteen, which is it's, it's good. It's a it's good going. But this season, the Borussia Dortmund result, I listen, take my hat off. That's excellent. But again, and I, I don't watch a lot of the Bundesliga, but, but I've heard that Dortmund Dortmund are where if you ever wanted to get Dortmund, it was then not taking anything away for the result. Done well, did what they had to do. But then the Red Star, they've, they've rode a lot of luck in there as well, the three goals that were disallowed, etc. So I know you need that in Europe. Celtic obviously really need that as well. 
I'm talking about domestically. Trophies, success. If you're going to celebrate and you're happy with getting, I mean, well, chance to get to the semis, excellent. Got to do it, but excellent. Last 16, two in a, two in a row in the quarters, it's, it's good. But if you're, if you're satisfied with that and having a pretty empty trophy cabinet, then so be it. But the results, the results be, uh, business, is it not? So uh, that's just my opinion. I think they're, they're, they're average at, at best, and I think a lot of people overlooked that last year because everything that happened. Uh, I, I, yeah, as I said, you know, I, I totally disagree with what Dylan's saying. I, I respect his opinion and, and the way he's trying to obviously articulate it in, in, in a fair manner, in the way he sees things. But, you know, as I said, these players aren't average. You know, they've come up against this season so far a better team and a Celtic team that for me are very, very good. You know, I've played against a few Celtic teams since being up here and a few different managers. And the way that Andrew's got this team playing compared to what they, the way they were playing last season, it's chalk and cheese. And that's a fantastic achievement, but not only by Andrew, but his you know, coaching staff and also the players that he's brought in and the players that have you know, managed to turn the ship again. So full credit goes to them rather than you know, calling these Rangers players average because come the summer, I expect you know, the bids to be for Aribo and Kamara, two of the players that he has mentioned, and possibly you know, Premier League teams wanting these. Uh, these two, as I call them, stars. That they're not, they're not average players at all. And as I said, Dylan, the more you say that, and as Gordon said, the more you're taken away from what your club have actually done, which is actually fantastic at this point in time. Yeah, I, th- I think I touched on Aribo earlier on. Uh, I think he was Rangers' best player in the first half of the season, and he was one that if you had your Celtic hat on, you wouldn't want him playing against you. Uh, I don't think his form's been quite the same since, and you can maybe direct that at one or two other ones domestically if we're talking domestically I go back to what I just said a few minutes ago the tightness the the closeness of the title race might be I think I said before it will be who handles the pressure the best and up until now Celtic have even the last time out Rangers against Dundee it took them to the the death to get that over the line even though you know you're thinking it should be a against bottom of the league it should be a straightforward win but maybe the, maybe the pressure's got to them a wee bit. Celtic seem to have handled it. They've they've get. I watched Celtic play at Easter Road, and I didn't think I thought it was probably one of their worst performances. But since then, they went through to to Marv's Livingston, which is difficult. They get a really good result, and they've hit a bit of rhythm again at the right time. They're on an unbelievable run domestically as well. I think it's 31, 32 games undefeated. That brings confidence in itself. But maybe maybe you can. The criticism, rather than say they're buying average, maybe they've just not handled the pressure as well as Celtic have. Uh, thank you, Dylan. 01419511025 on the phones. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. I'm telling you, Marvin, every week you learn a little bit more about this mad rivalry. <laughs> We're praising your own team's good fun, but actually criticising them is is better. You see, yeah. and, and the, but like I said, this the, the same thing happened the opposite way yeah. last year. Part of that part of the rivalry is it's the misery. That your opposition's going through That can be just as As pleasing as As the good things your team's doing Yeah I'm learning Education is key <laughs> isn't it Gordon I, I'm, I'm all for pattern You know As I said The team that I support Are my players on the back Rather than worried About what the other team are doing um, I think Simon's hitting there on the head The pressure maybe has got to them But listen Celtic have been fantastic And that's why they're six points ahead so at this Six point, games to go Yep Yeah I mean it's almost been presented as fact because so many people strongly believe it that the the, the well, title race listen, is over. Would you both go along with that? Incidentally, we've got to. No, no. 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 Okay, you're the first pundit we've had who doesn't think so. Why not? No, it's not because it's, only six, it's six points. Anything can happen in this league. Listen, who are the favourites? Celtic, no doubt about it. 
Um, if Celtic go on and win the rest of their games between now and the end of the season, which they're more than capable of doing, they win the league. But until it's mathematically impossible, how can it be over? You know, that's a defeatist mindset for me. And not a single Rangers player, they'd be saying, let's win every game between now and the end of the season and see what it takes. Okay, off. how unlikely then? Because even I couldn't pretend very, that. Very unlikely. Yeah, it's very unlikely, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. The arithmetic. No, of course not. You know, but, but, no, but I'm not sure anyone's saying it's impossible because obviously the, the arithmetic is what it is. That's a fact. Yeah. But so you, you can still conceivably imagine Rangers coming back and winning this league. Why not? Why not? You know, if I'm a Rangers player or a manager of Rangers, there's no way I'll be saying, oh, the, the title's over. Imagine they get Celtic the first game after the split, for example, you know, and they beat them and then there's three points. I don't think Celtic will be... They'll not be saying that either. Mm. You know, Ange will, I mean, who they play St. Johnson at the weekend, that'll be the next big one because mm-hmm. there's another little twist to that and that it could be nine points because Rangers play on the Sunday. Yeah, These things matter at this stage of the season when there's five, six games left. It, it has to matter because I kept saying when, when Celtic were maybe one or two points behind at the turn of the year, there was no room for error. And they went through yeah. that and, and, and they, they didn't make a mistake. I think they dropped the points at Easter Road that I touched on there. But out with that, they didn't really make too many mistakes. Yeah. Rangers made a few mistakes and they've turned it round. But with five, six games to go, it is. It's who handles the pressure the best. It's a fair point you make because St Johnston as well, they get into this game at the weekend on the back of a really good and deserved Come on. victory. Come on. Come on. <laughs> on Saturday. Next week, I'll be coming in after a good victory and see how you're smiling then. <laughs> tell you what, the top six is <laughs> looking interesting. To... After the last couple of weeks of stick you've given me, let me go down fourth on the United, fifth, Motherwell. Where are Livy? Six, seven, eighth at the moment. Okay. Couple we'll of see. points. Tough place to go, to be fair. I will, I will grant you that. We will see. One of us is phoning in sick next week. <laughs> Put it that way. Uh, right, 01419511025. Good time to get your calls in. Let me remind you of this Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Golden Goals. Could be another big day on Golden Goals tomorrow because Rangers are back in action. And this game's so easy. We started with £1,000 cash. Every time Rangers or Celtic score a goal, we up the jackpot amount. We got three goals on Sunday at 500 quid a pop. And we're now sitting at a very tidy sum, £22,250. But every time they score in any competition between now and the end of the season, we add more money. So just think what that £22,000 is going to look like come May. It will be much bigger than that. So don't miss out. Don't hang about. If you want to be the winner of it all, tax-free at the end of the season, you have to text GOAL to 61025, G-O-A-L, to 61025 It is £2 to text Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the full terms And online entry Are at Clyde1.com Lines close 6pm Saturday The 21st of May Which is Scottish Cup final day And for your chance To be the winner At the end of the season Text GOAL to 61025 Right now Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde1 Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here It's 0141-951-1025 And we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB So get in touch, let the guys know what is on your mind uh, Whether you're looking back on Sunday Looking ahead to Rangers in Europe Tomorrow Looking even further ahead Let us know 0141-951-1025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB um, How are you feeling about the top six by the way? I know we had a bit of a joke before the break But the, the weekend results just it, It's been so tight And it just keeps getting tighter And the deadline is approaching Yeah, no, exactly The only thing for us obviously now Is that we're relying on other teams um, To probably fall by the wayside if, if we are to beat Motherwell Which is obviously a difficult task within itself But all we can do is Kind of take 
care of our own business. Um, obviously, Saturday was an extremely disappointing uh, result for us, although we played well. Performance was good um, by most of the players on the pitch or most of the people on the pitch, shall I say. Uh, make of that what you will. Um, but yeah, you know, we still got a chance Salty. of top six and, and until that's that's over, um, you know, we'll be battling for it. And then come Saturday, if we're in the bottom six, then we've got another challenge on our hands because you don't want to get dragged into the bottom two. It's a mad team, isn't it? Simon, just crazy. I'm just looking at the lead just now. We've been talking about it for weeks, right enough, how tight it is. But it's a hell, it, the fixture list at the weekend, you know, there could be so much movement there, up and down. It's everything to play for. I've never really been the biggest fan of the, the six split, but this is probably the most exciting this year. Uh, you can't really pick, pick it. I wonder they had Dundee United strong position. They play at home against Dundee. Hearts could effectively put their rivals down to the bottom six, but very, very tight. Aberdeen are still in there as well. I love the split. Do you I like do, it? yeah. I, I didn't understand it, obviously, at first. I was like, what's going yeah. on here? But I actually love it. I think it's brilliant. Obviously, this it's never been as tight as it is this year for me since I've been up here, but you know, I think, it, I I think just, it's fantastic. I just feel like clubs try to get in. I know I get all the financial side of it with the top six, but it's top six of a, a league of 12 it's mm. like pass marks 50% and maybe that's me just looking at it negatively but that's because you played at Celtic and not Livingston that's why <laughs> you're getting that top six at Livingston you're absolutely buzzing exactly. man it gives people something to aim maybe. for maybe the smaller clubs uh, right full time teaser for you very straightforward and I am yeah I'm certain we've had this before and we'll probably have it again it's just a nice easy question that you can get your teeth into and it's relevant because we've been Dealing with Champions League games Watching them over the last couple of nights So it's a very simple question Can you name the top 10 All-time Champions League goal scorers? It is mm. that simple Like I say We'll have had that question before I'm sure But Always worth recycling I mean Obviously yeah. Messi Yeah Ronaldo Yeah Raul Yes Okay that's a, that's a nice starter You've gone for the two absolute obvious ones And then one that's Fairly obvious I mean they're all obvious In a sense Because they're clearly Very good goal scorers But we'll see how you get on Looking for the top 10 All time Champions League goal scorers Cristiano Ronaldo Lionel Messi And Raul So far So get your Questions in For the guys in the future We always look to try And catch them out As much as possible So it's full time At Clyde1.com That's full time At clyde One. .com. Uh, quite keen to get your thoughts on this And by the way if, if there are any Aberdeen fans out there I would love to hear from you Because um, There's been a bit of drama Can we call it that At, at Pitodri today Where Andy Considine You know the man Yes or I can boogie Club legend All the rest of it He's been out injured And Jim Goodwin has revealed today That he is leaving Pitodri uh, His contract talks have collapsed This was you know, put in, in some of the press a couple of days ago. However, um, Jim Goodwin's been very specific about what he said. He, he sort of hit out at leaks uh, and he says, I have to make difficult decisions and take the emotion out of it. He says it was a football decision. He explains that in February the 10th, they offered Andy a one-year contract, a six-figure guaranteed deal. So even, you know, talking sums of money, um, giving him a pathway into coaching. They then mentioned that the agents come back and tried to get more money on a, on a two-year deal. Um, and basically saying that this was a, a private conversation which has now been leaked and they believe that the club's been him and the club have been thrown under a bus and now he has to come out and, and clear things up what do you make of that Marvin? 
Firstly, um, it's obviously upsetting that a private conversation has been leaked. Um, I think Jim had said that they were going to do a, a joint kind of statement on it. Um, obviously, Andy's been, you know, he's a club legend. He's been there for a long time. I've actually done my coaching badges with him. So I, I know him personally. I know how hard he's worked to get back from injury um, from the player's point of view. I know he loves the club and he, and he definitely wanted to stay there. From Jim's point of view, I understand what he's done here. Um, you know, he has to make footballing decisions. There's no time for sentiment when you are a manager because he might not be there in six months' time. You make the wrong decision, it can cost you your job. Um, obviously, he's an- offered Andy a, a contract. Uh, Andy's been injured and, and the agents obviously came back and he said, listen, I'm, no, I'm not negotiating this. This is what it is and that's it. Whether they've accepted or rejected or whatever's happened. Um, but I agree with Jim coming out, by the way, and, and giving that statement and saying what he said because it's so important that the fans know what happened. Um, because I think if it just comes out from one side and the fans think, oh, what's Jim Goodwin done here? Since he's gone in, he's had the Scott Brown issue mm-hmm. and they've sorted that out and he's got rid of him um, for whatever reason. You know, Scott's going to obviously go on and play next season or be a manager or whatever else he might do. And now he's had Andy to deal with all whilst trying to get into the top six. Very difficult for manager at the best of times, but I like how straight talking he is, <coughs> how honest he is. He's straight to the point. Um, and on this situation, I totally agree with him because the agent shouldn't have done what he did. Yeah, I was going to say, Simon, what does this say about Jim Goodwin, the way he's handled this and then after the Scott Brown one as Marvin says ultimately he'll be judged on results if, if he doesn't win What's football wrong? games as an Aberdeen manager that will be the end of that and if he does then he'll, he'll be hailed but in terms of the way he's handling these issues it, does it show that he's got a bit about him as yeah. they say yeah I think so I think so because they're, they're not easy decisions uh, Scott Brown's a, a, a big character and was brought in and I, I thought Aberdeen you know were very creative bringing in Stephen Glass and, and, and Scott Brown and a new, a new staff there, new players, but it just never happened for whatever reason. Uh, and they find themselves languishing down at the bottom of the, the division, uh, not good enough for a, a, a club of Aberdeen stature. So Jim's had some big decisions to make uh, in his early tenure there, and he'll be given a bit of time, as you say, but if Aberdeen don't start moving up the table next season. Mm. But, but it's not easy. It's not easy, and agents sometimes... Leak things uh, from their own agenda, but I think he's been quite transparent, Jim, with it and strong as well. So I think he's, as Marv says, letting letting the fans know the situation moving forward will help him. But ultimately, results dictate. And Aberdeen, for I'm looking at them just now, they're only two points, you know, off sixth. Mm. But ninth isn't good enough for them. What's the Reading between the lines of it, Marvin, I mean, the agents mentioned obviously, which is not always the case. Is that stuff from Jim Goodman? Is that a pop at the agent? Is there a bit of a pop at Andy Considine in there as well? Or you know, what did you what did you take from it? I just saw you know a manager telling the truth. You know, something's happened that he wasn't in control of, and now he's taking back control of it by telling the truth. Um, that, that's what I've seen. He's not having a pop at Andy for me. He's not having a pop at the agent if what he's saying is true. Um, and I don't think he would have came out and made a statement if that wasn't the yeah. case. Um, I think Andy will be. Disappointed with his agent as well. Um, I think sometimes in football we're very privileged to have the job that we do have, um, especially when you're coming towards the end of your career. And you know, Jim said it was six figures. Um, you know, it's a one-year contract for for a man who's been injured for a while. Um, you know, I think if Andy'd only been at the club for two or three years, he might not have been offered that contract. So, so sometimes you've got to take what's given. Um, you go next season, you do really, really well. You get another year. It's that simple mm. in football. Um, so you know, I think the agent's got this one wrong. And the only person that's you know, that's not going to benefit from this. Uh, the full guy from this is Andy because now he's looking for a new club when he doesn't want to be. You know, his family are very settled up there. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes next. But as I said, I'm fully behind Jim and what he's done here. Now let's bring in Tony, who's an Aberdeen fan on the line. What did you make of this when it developed today, Tony? 
Um, good evening to you all, panel. Hope you're well. Thank you very much. Hope you're well as well. Good. Um, I was a bit shocked to tell you the truth, but um, I suppose when you read between the lines, um, if it's right, like I agree with Marvin, if the agents said that and he wants a two-year deal, then it's it's obviously out of his hands, isn't it? But I'd just like to say what a great servant he's been for the club. Um, I was so pleased for him to get into the Scotland squad. Um, and I just wish him well for the future and I hope he gets a testimonial as well. Was it was it sad then to see it sort of end this way? It was sad, aye. It was when I woke up this morning I seen it and they always go on the Scottish gossip and like my heart dropped. I've been on the Don's websites all day as well and uh, there's like sort of mixed emotions. But business is business, it's a football club. That money that he's on, if they're saying it's a six figure sum and he's wanting a two year contract, that can be released to bring in better players in my opinion. It's just sad the way it's happened. Yeah. And what, um, what do you make of the way that you know the managers handled it, coming out and being very clear and, and detailing things, and and taking that you know tough decision to part ways with a, a a very popular servant? Has Jim Goodwin got your your backing on that? Um, I'd have to say yes. Yeah, like you say, it's been a bit thrown under a bus. That was a private discussion that should have been you know brought out. But I think Jim Goodwin's there's got to be a bit clear out there as well. He's already released a few players. But I honest, I obviously, the other thing that frustrates me is why Mikey Devlin's had such a long contract and been given extensions here and there and never been off the treatment bench. And Considine's been a servant for all those years. He gets that bad injury on a, on a dodgy plastic pitch and then there you go. But I suppose it's all down to the agent at the end as well. There's, there's lots of angles you can take on it. Tony, just on the Devlin situation, I know he's not on a lot of money at all. You know, I think he's just staying around to, to basically prove to the club that one day he'll be an asset to them. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't expect his contract to be anywhere near the one that was, was offered to Andy in, in terms of that. I'd get what you're saying in terms of, you know, he's not been there nearly as long. Um, Andy's been a fantastic servant to the club, but I know in terms of his contract, it's it's not financially rewarding at all. There becomes a, a point, Simon, with, you know, football is he just everybody knows that you know you retire eventually so yeah. although Andy Considine is a, you know a, a wonderful servant and you can hear how fond of him Tony is that not many 35 year olds no. get to your deals that's, that's no, just reality just, of it yeah, isn't it just perfectly course I was there myself once uh, but yeah it's, I think there is going to be big change Jim's came in at a point where I think his first job will be to try and sneak Aberdeen into the top six where they would have envisaged themselves at the start of the season. Maybe higher than that, or definitely higher than that. So I think that's his first remit, but I think there'll be a big change there. And as I say, a positive for Aberdeen, it looks as if he's not scared to make big decisions. Yeah, uh, you go along with that, Tony, if we sort of lump the Scott Brown one into this as well, these can't have been... Easy early on in his, his tenure And I'll repeat it Jim Goodwin knows fine well I'm sure he'll be judged on on results really But there's a couple of big issues he's had to deal with Personnel wise before we even get to the football results isn't it? Yeah, no I think he's dealt with it the right way And we need that ruthlessness at the club So What do you think about the prospects for the rest of the, the season? Clearly in a bit of a balance aren't you Where you can easily make top six Which would be wonderful um, from where you are I'm not sure it's wonderful For Aberdeen to just You know Settle for top six But you know There's still the potential For it to go the other way How do you feel generally About things at the moment? Um, we've got We need hearts to do As a favour don't we? 
And then I can see us beating Ross County and then maybe going a good run. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be some week. We've got a lot to get through before we even get to the weekend, but Marvin, it's incredible. You know, I, I get Tony's point and on paper, you just look at an Aberdeen-Ross County fixture at Pataudry and think, oh well, Aberdeen are favourites. Do you? Not, that's what I was going to say. Maybe not so much anymore. Um, we've got a cracking Derby, Hearts, Hibs, so those other teams here... Well, you guys, of course, Livingston and Ross County and Motherwell and everyone all becoming Hearts fans for the weekend and hoping that they just no, no, oh, you can't, of course, no oh, chance. You, oh, you can't. You're no stuck chance. then. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm not stuck. I'm not a Hearts fan. When is Hibs? No, Hibs win. Hibs win. We beat you. Out your pop. <laughs> all right. So you want Livy and Hibs in the top yeah, six, right? Okay, you're getting greedy now. Though. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. I, I, see, I, I forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> I forgot I was big Hibs man, Marvin Bartley. Anyway, Simon, put his bias to one side. <coughs> Most of the mm. other teams in that battle obviously want th- a, a Hearts victory, yeah. and because th- they're sort of out of it. You know, they're third. I think the incentive there for Hearts to to knock their, their rivals down the table. I think Hearts might get a result. Sorry to say, Marv. How do you expect it to end then, top six, Simon? Uh, you're putting me on that. I, I couldn't care less between Livingston and Motherwell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, well saved. Thank you to Tony Aberdeen fan from Good Paisley. Luck to you both. It's 01419511025. Take a point, though. Mother will, yeah, point will do, won't it? <laughs> no, point not for us. No, not for you. Uh, right. How are you coping? With this teaser Just another quick reminder If you want to send a question in And this one's so simple uh, Jamie and Airdrie sent this one in Can you name the all-time Top 10 goal scorers In Champions League history Yours can be as simple and straightforward as that It can be as confusing and convoluted As last night's was I think I finally understood last night's question uh, Never mind Gordon Deal and Roger Hanna So You've got Ronaldo, Messi And Raul Lewandowski Yes, he's got 85 Champions League goals How good is that? The other Ronaldo The original Ronaldo Sometimes gets called something a a bit Sometimes gets called something a bit more unfair Mm. these days Uh, No Is he not in it? He is not Del Piero He is 15th I'm going to have a guess here Because this guy's very, very young But he's... mm, let me think. No. Just see it. I'm not going with him. You were going to go... Yeah. I'm going to go Andy Cole. Andrew, I think, is now is his preferred name. And no, he's nowhere near it, I don't think. Lampard. I'm having to scroll all the way down my list. I can't what? even see Andrew Cole on here. Uh, no, Lampard's not on it either. No. Uh, okay, we're Lampard's is 50th. Oh, you're doing all right there, Simon. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're laughing at. I think we'll, Andy we'll Cole's even lower. Shevchenko Andrei Shevchenko Yes 48 Champions League goals Okay we'll leave it there And hopefully You can get the rest of them After these Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got a Burnley Everton game On the TV at the moment Burnley are 1-0 up We've got a Burnley legend In the studio as well In (sighs) Marvin Bartley Are you happy with that? You didn't even know The game was on no, I actually saw Sam Vokes saw Simon saw him on the TV. I thought, what's going on here? But no, it's good. They've gone good ahead. To see you still follow your old team. Yeah, Everton are flying at the moment, aren't they? <sighs> Struggling, aren't they? Oh, oh, oh Gee, wow! They could what go down. Time. Yeah, easily. Incredible, isn't it? Bad start. 
Big pressure. Big pressure. Uh, anyway, Burnley won Everton nil in that game down there. Uh, on this teaser tonight, we're looking for the top ten Champions League goal scorers of all time. It's a very simple question. <laughs> These two are making it look hard. To be fair, yeah, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, Raúl Lewandowski, and Shevchenko. Benzema. Karim Benzema must be on the list. He is his fourth on seventy nine. Rooney. Wayne Rooney has. Only got 30 Useless <laughs> Terrible isn't it So he's about 18 off Samuel Eto'o Samuel Eto'o Is Got 30 as well So we've got another Four to get I'm sure we'll get them Before the end of the show Let's bring in Paul Who's a Celtic fan In Livingston Paul what's your point tonight? I um, just want to get The panel's thoughts on Obviously with it Looking like Celtic are Going to go ahead and, and win the league this year And get into the Champions League proper um, Obviously we've not been great in Europe The last few years How much money Do you think is needed and how much money Do you think the board will throw at it Because obviously the repercussions Of going in and getting and losing all six games And their coefficient Back into two teams trying to play Multiple qualifying rounds The, pre, uh, the following years um, and I'm just interested to see what the, the pundits uh, I love this because earlier on People were trying to be cautious And saying the league might not be over And now Paul's spending the Champions League money <laughs> Simon So yeah, what do you um, make what, what do you four, make of it? 40 million yeah, That's what they say yeah, It's roughly that year. Yeah I think the, I think the, the, I think it's a big jump I think it's a big jump I'll, I'll try to remember the last team Celtic were in the Champions Was it PSG and Bayern and teams yeah, like that? And yeah, the time before City and Barcelona It was like Well they, they did okay in City at home But there's a golf there There is uh, How much You need To spend I have no idea But they would certainly Need to Strengthen I just feel Again Listen Let's let's give Ange The credit For turning it around Domestically Maybe he will mm. Be able to recruit You know To Narrow that gap But yeah. for me It's, it's still Massive yeah, We're definitely Getting ahead of ourselves um, But Let's run with it Because Paul's asked the point This is only getting harder and harder For Scottish teams Marvin If you are in a Let's say you're in a group with Liverpool and Whoever Bayern Munich mm-hmm. or PSG yeah. Whatever you get You get the gist You Celtic or Rangers for that matter Could easily spend 30 million And it doesn't make any difference Yeah Celtic So What, what do you do? I, I think you look at it And you look at strengthening for the league and if you win the league, then retaining that, I think there isn't enough money to spend without being disrespectful to catch up with a Man City, a Liverpool, mm-hmm. a PSG in one time. What about an Ajax, something like that? Yeah, they, I, they I, do I, really I, well and recruit really well. But what? again, is that that's a that's a long, deep-rooted culture, isn't it? A, yeah. a club that just operates brilliantly well and. I think you just aim to compete, don't you? I I, I think that's literally. I think the the home games are, are massive. I think that. The biggest player for Celtic, um, if they were to win the league and get in the Champions League, would be the home fans. It'd be those home games. You see people from around the world always talk about when they go to Celtic Park and the atmosphere, etc., etc. That's going to be the most important thing. 30, 40, 50, 60 million pounds isn't going to allow you to catch up with those teams that, that I've just mentioned. I think Andrew have a plan A. If they win the league, they have X amount of money to spend and a plan B. But I don't think he'll change his model of what he's trying to do and where he's recruiting from. Yeah, I mean, Paul, what's your own take on it? What can our clubs Because I've lumped, you know, lumped them both in Financially Are we just Miles off it Or do you think 
money can be spent that allows you to be competitive in the Champions League? Um, I think spending it correctly definitely can bridge that gap. I think if you look at and this year he's spent maybe in the region of 20 million, obviously recouped that through sales of Ayer and Edward and Christie. Um, and we've managed to bridge a 25-point gap in the league with that money. So I think with the philosophy that Ange has, the way he sets his team up, I think we've seen on Sunday Celtic nowhere near their best, especially first half, um, and still go in leading 2-1. And I think that's because instead of having a team of good individuals, even when we were poor, the, the team manages to stick to philosophy, play their game, um, and, and dig out the result. And I don't think in the years that we've been in the Champions League, maybe under um, Rodgers the first year with the Man City team when we were flying, but um, but I think with that philosophy and the players that Ange can bring in to play that philosophy, I still think we're a bit short, maybe centre-half, left-back and a, and a midfielder. Um, but I think if he can bring those types in, um, then then yeah, we can definitely bridge the gap to be able to compete. Not saying we're going to go and top the group, but I definitely think being able to compete and not having the seven, eight ones that that have flared it in, yeah. in recent years. Yeah, I get obviously you know spending it wisely is the most important thing um, because it's not like Celtic have totally. I mean, Paul mentioned centre halves. Christopher Julian costs seven million. Yeah, I mean, this is no dis- I'm not trying to disrespect him, but if you're saying that, you know, what what's the what are you paying for someone who does guarantee that you don't get hammered off Europe's elite? If he's costing you seven, yeah. and Starfelt was what four ish. What would you need to spend that, to guarantee it? You need to find gems. It's, it's it's impossible to go out there. I mean, you know, you look at some of the players watching Everton now, some of the players that they've brought and the money they've paid, and they're fourth from bottom in the Premier League. So it's Just not... equalised against your Burnley team, by yeah. the way. Thanks for upsetting me. I, I think, obviously, you know, Paul mentioned the left back there, and I was a huge fan of, of Aaron Hickey before, you know, when he was at Hearts and when he went out there. I think if you get in the Champions League, that may be, you know, a left back mm-hmm. that they might look at and say, he's one that you bring in. Um, you know, he's plenty of development within him. You know, Champions League football, um, you know, he's going to be at Scotland International now. I think he'll be a regular in the squad from, from here on in. And you know what, in three or four years' time, if a big offer comes in, you get to sell him on. I think those sorts of players are what Celtic have to look at. Oh, do you know what, Simon, this is bound to happen because we are getting so far ahead of ourselves. We don't even know who's won the title yet. So whether it's Celtic or Rangers that go into the group stages, maybe maybe I'm being selective by mentioning Europe's big hitters. You might not be in a group with the absolute cream yeah. or, or you might only get one of them. I suppose if if you are... Because Paul's talking about, you know, I just want to make sure that we don't get hammered, we don't get rolled over. If you're spending tens of millions to make sure that your 5 nil defeat becomes a 2 nil defeat, yeah. you know, no, I don't, you can see, I, I you can see how Paul, difficult know, that, that might be. I know where Paul's coming from. The, the defeats were hard, hard to take. Uh, but yeah, you, you want to be competing. You want to be competing. And this season, Celtic are still... A, a work in progress we, in Europe in particular uh, they've been on the back of a couple of heavy defeats I keep going back to a lot of the games you know they went out and showed that they could hurt the opposition but the defence was still gelling they've, they've went to Ibrox that's why I was quite impressed with that it was a different performance for Celtic at the weekend you know when they had to defend properly they really did they've got the best defence in the Premiership so they're moving in the right direction but they, ha- they yeah they have to they have to keep Moving forward in Europe The money will help But as Marv says You have to I mean I'm talking about Ajax here And you're saying it's a culture But 
they're a country the same size as mm-hmm. us. They've got a fantastic history. They seem to pull gem after gem out at Ajax. Why could Celtic not do that, or or Rangers for that matter? Oh yeah, there's no doubt they would love to. I just mean in terms of they they are maybe a bit of an outlier because it's been so good. Yeah, you know if you're going to do it, yeah, but it takes a long time to get to that mm. level, doesn't it? I think Celtic style as well makes it difficult for them. I think because of the way they attack and, and they're so attacking and so on the front foot. And they do leave gaps at time, but they managed to obviously domestically recover it and they've had a bit of trouble in Europe this season. I think the Champions League, when you're playing against the PSG's Man Cities, as Anne just said, he's not changing the way he plays. No. Now, these players need to get used to it and you want to do that against the best. But there might be some heavy defeats that come with that. You know, mm. you look, watched Atletico Madrid yesterday, the amount of money that they spend, and they sat 11 men behind the ball in their own box yeah. defending against Manchester City. So we aren't going to do that. So that's, that's probably what makes it more difficult for them in Europe. But as Ange said, it's not about now. It's not about a year or two years' time. It's about the long term. And when we do get it right and we can compete at that level in attacking, it's going to be brilliant for the fans to watch. But just along the road, it's going to be some bumps and you, know, you have to accept that. Yeah, it wasn't so long ago. Brendan Rodgers was winning trebles, but it wasn't pragmatic enough in Europe and they needed someone to be more pragmatic in, in that competition. So we'll get there again, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. But what competition point. to be in, eh? Um, and of course, there's still, in Marvin's mind, shouldn't write off Rangers in the title race. So one of them. And you know what? I keep saying this, Simon, we've completely dismissed the possibility of both that they both make it. Mm. Because the other team's still going to be in the qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. like you just don't get entry. You know, if if, if it wasn't, you know, if... If you know, had Rangers retained their title the way earlier on in the season, people expected them to. Yeah. If fans continued to build, could you really, could you really not imagine them getting through a couple of qualifiers? So the the se- way that second place, how many qualifiers? I think it's it's not the it's not right from the first round. It's the one couple maybe. Yeah, I think it's th- three. Yeah, I think it's, it's just because of that stage of the season, isn't it? It's always you're trying to find yeah. form, trying to get your fitness mm. and. You know, it's always proved to be difficult for for our champions. Absolutely yeah. has. Right, let's leave it there. Thanks to Paul in Livingston. Actually got a big game in the championship tonight. Tim Fernland uh, taking on Wraith Rovers. Particularly, that's always a big fixture between those two anyway, but particularly Tim Fernland looking to try and climb up that table, Marvin. Yeah, they, they need to, don't they? They need to get some wins and very quickly. Obviously, they've got, you know, Yogi's gone in there. Um, Wraith won, won the cup or a cup at the weekend. Um, which was good for them. You know, they'll be in high spirits, but Dunfermline, you can never say they're too big a club to be in League One because they've been in there before. But, you know, they're expected mm. with the German takeover, etc., to be fighting at the top of the table. Now they find themselves second from bottom. So they need a massive, massive end to the season because they don't want to be dragged into that playoff or even worse, you know, go down. Again, yeah, absolutely. We'll keep an eye on that one as the night progresses. Let's try and finish off this teaser. Now it's full time at Clyde1.com. If you want to send your questions in and hear them on the show, that's where you send them Full time At Clyde1.com Tonight's is really simple Yours can be more imaginative If you so wish Tonight can Marvin and Simon Name the top 10 Scorers in Champions League history They're doing okay They've got Ronaldo, Messi Raul, Lewandowski Shevchenko And Benzema And Zaggy He is Got to be tw- two. Two goals off Is he? Henri Henri is in there Well done He's got 50 Champions League goals Well done Thierry Henri Okay Kaka Nope Owen Nope Getting colder I must admit Really? We've got to get three Yeah You're going to give us the clubs? It's going to be a Barca One Well 
Number 10 on the list Has played for Suarez Every big European club That's why he's on here Like, gen- like Almost I mean he's played in big He's played for One of the two biggest Spanish clubs Not Suarez He's played for all three of the Biggest Italian clubs He's played for one of the Manchester clubs Ibrahimovic Yes Ibrahimovic Okay Ibra We've got a couple to go he just ignores Suarez I'm assuming yeah, that's yeah, wrong Yeah yeah <laughs> Just totally ignores <laughs> Suarez don't, don't waste my time with Suarez <laughs> Two to get um, One of them Is so incredible Because he's not even An out and out striker You wouldn't say Just a wonderful footballer And just consistently Doing the business Even now uh, Yeah I mean the, People were speaking about Celtic last time They were in the Champions League uh-huh. I reckon this guy scored against them Hope I'm writing that. Come back to haunt me. Oh, you start hearing that music. Yeah, the pressure is really on. It's like countdown at the end. German. B- 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 Miller. Yes, Thomas Miller. One more. I don't enjoy him. No. Nah. Okay. Really don't enjoy him. What, Sorry. Just, just, just as a I person. Just no, no, no. I don't know him personally. I just don't enjoy him playing football. I don't like. Don't enjoy. He's him. quite good. Yeah. No, no he is. But he's quite good. I don't enjoy him. He's average. Last one is Dutch. And he's got 50 Van Nistelrooy Yeah 56 Well done Rude Van Nistelrooy Well done We got there in the end Thank you Marvin Bartley And Simon Donnelly A pleasure as always We are back tomorrow at 6 With a big night for Rangers Taking on Braga An 8pm kickoff, Which means you'll get The full build up With Gordon DL And Mark Wilson From 6 o'clock Stay where you are In the meantime though Callum Gallagher's up next He'll look after you And we'll see you at 6 tomorrow <laughs>